the body says very clearly, time to rest. So I'm going to be doing more resting and I'm going to increase my consistency with recording videos that can be shared so that I get better at organizing my brain in these ways because this does not need to require very much physical effort from me just to practice. Just a pattern I can find relatively easily. Mm. That's a piece of ginger. And my teeth, it's very gingery. Okay. Very brief update on some of the conversations we have going on. We've been working on Planet Waves materials, the public broadcasts at planetwaves.fm, as well as membership materials that Eric and the team at Planet Waves has been so kind and generous to share with us. There's a lot happening there that is very challenging to verbalize, but I think I've verbalized the Planet Waves process more than most other things. Um, so I'll just keep coming back to that as I do. We have recently been moving through Sarah Westall's conversations with Dr. Zev Zelenko, and also uh, we're finishing up her conversation with Mike Harris about the Kazarian Mafia, which provides a lot of really important and interesting touch points in how are we communicating with one another or how are we failing to communicate with one another. Um, where have we suddenly discovered that we don't remember how to communicate with one another? And where are we totally missing that we've forgotten how to communicate with one another and we're simply not communicating and don't even realize that that's the problem. Um, some of the points we've been dwelling on in particular are that the Kazarian Mafia is not the same thing as all Kazarian people. And Kazarian people are not the same thing as all Ashkenazim. And the fact that very bad individuals and groups of individuals, we tend to say trafficking operatives and trafficking networks, but we can say it the other way, have been hiding in the midst of Ashkenazi communities, in the midst of Jewish communities, um, and then drawing terrible conflict and suffering into those communities to convince the other members of those communities who are not doing the same terrible things as the bad actors are, that they have to be all together in defending themselves from an external threat. And when we have a means of having conversations that are respectful and centering awareness of how our languages have all dramatically diverged, we have to have a sense of what one another is really saying. We must build certain kinds of relationships to know that we understand what one another is really saying. And when we do that, we have a means of understanding what's happening where we cannot be separated from one another or isolated in the same ways as before. 
because we know how the methodologies work. And when we're tracking that together and ensuring that we can have healthy bodies and healthy communities so that people can help one another, um, the kinds of violence that bad people have been getting away with can't occur. And that's one reason to be very calm and relaxed about going through the steps of understanding all of this better because what it is putting in place, although it can feel challenging, it can feel alarming, um, considering how we've all been pitted against one another, we've been put in circumstances that prevent us from understanding one another as easily as we think we will. And then there are triggers being embedded in people's um, environments, in people's bodies, that they can't help but respond to because they're being surrounded by stressors and violence and, and real threats to their life and safety and to the members of their family and to their communities all the time. It's very challenging to sort out what's really going on when you're in that kind of circumstance. And the first thing we have to restore is effective communication, kindness, supportiveness, and awareness of one another's really, really different circumstances and situations. When we do this, we can sort out the Kazarian Mafia thing. It's a scary conversation for a lot of people. I have a significant portion of Ashkenazi heritage, so it's a conversation that is really present for me and some others around me a lot of our community members have been experiencing exactly this kind of violence exactly this kind of pattern applied in different ways in different situations in different environments and yet it's still the same basic thing that we've been tracking in our documentation for all of these years years before the covid thing um, years before we ever heard the term Kazarian Mafia. We've been really grateful to Sarah's reporting, Sarah's interviews, um, sarahwestall.com. Um, and I have taken some steps to start connecting with her Ebener community. And we've been having conversations about how how do we share together? How are we using digital platforms and technology to improve our real relationships at a time when we are having to recognize how extensively most of that technology has already been weaponized? And you know, the marketing messages are nice, but when you compare them to real data and people's real experiences, you find that the marketing messages can be missing something. And there's a lot about the conversations that Sarah has been having with Mike Harris, which we're, we're not finished watching yet. We've, we've watched two of three, there are three parts. Um, and the, the conversations that she had with Dr. Zev and um, a lot more from before that conversations she's had with Kevin Annett and with Thomas Renz. And there are others for me to mention, um, Cliff, talked with Sarah there there's a really really great interview with Cliff in there I can't remember how many parts it is or if there might be another one but we really really enjoyed working through those that was um, some time ago and a bunch of neurological injuries ago so it's sort of fuzzy in my head um, 
when we are working on this together, what we notice is that the solutions to these situations are much more readily accessible than we thought. And the reason we couldn't tell what was happening is because our real community infrastructure, our, our relationships, our bonds of community were replaced with co-optation strategies, with, with um, business elements, with uh, corporate offerings, with technology that extracts from the community and then feeds back to the community what a control structure wants that community to be receiving. That's not anything like a natural environment that, that sovereign living beings would be part of sans co-optation. We don't need the co-optation mechanisms. They're not actually giving us as much as they market to us that they are giving us and we get to realize that together when we repair our neurology by having these conversations inclusive of the most severely affected and severely disabled people who are striving to be part of those conversations and what we're building with Sarah Westall and what we're building with Planet Waves and what we're building with other allies who have responded when we asked them to work with us to facilitate a kind of public media disability aid. The ways that we've described that have changed a lot. So we all have slightly different understandings of what we're doing, but the point is that we're here and successfully participating. And I personally am having the experience of successfully participating in conversations I could not reach for many years. And while I am not able to verbalize a lot of that yet, I am able to verbalize more and more of it. And the effects of that on my functioning and on my memory and on my cognition and on my ability to steady my sense of relationships I'm in, rather than forgetting every, every, every moment that passes, I might have no sense of what's been happening. Just try to move through it the best I can and channel my very best self and know that I won't be able to determine how I was treated or how someone responded to me or if they responded to me or if the person I interacted with understood anything that I was saying for my own real immediate physical safety. Um, all of that gets mitigated by being in relationship and trafficking organizations have stopped us all from being in our right relationships, from being in our natural emergent relationships, however that would be, corporate interests have stepped in to be the middlemen in our relationships, not only with one another and, and with other beings in the universe, but with ourselves. And we can sort that out really together, actually very easily. As soon as we're focusing on the conversation, as soon as we're centering the conversation, as soon as we're collaborating on it on a day-to-day -day basis, absolutely amazing things happen. And we know this because it's been happening in groups of the most severely affected, severely disabled survivors of the worst most gruesome forms of invisible violence that you could possibly imagine and a whole lot that you can't imagine. 
and we show what is possible in doing this, so extending it to more other communities who are less severely affected is super priority. We need everybody to have access to this kind of resilience and to this kind of recovery privilege. Many people with lots of different privileges have no idea that their real recovery privilege has already been taken from them. And when they need to access recovery resources, what it's going to take in order to reach those recovery resources is going to be like navigating the most horrifying hell. And it will continue and continue and continue. It will never end. And you don't know if anyone remembers you. And it doesn't really matter if you're alive or dead because you've been dying over and over and over and over again. And you can't tell the difference. Nobody else has to go through that. When we build intuitive communities with strong, safe, inclusive resourcing, that doesn't have to happen. It's not, oh, it's so hopeless. We just don't know how to do it. We better raise some more money for research. No, we know exactly what to do. And it's no problem. It just requires you to be able to step out of the constant onslaught of it's a hopeless set of problems. It's not your problem to solve. Actually, it turns out it's for all of us to solve. All of us have a personal responsibility to be in full recognition of contact with our environment, whatever that means. And it definitely does not mean trying to ignore or just disconnect oneself from extreme suffering that's going on right under our noses, right in the midst of our families and communities. If we're still doing that, yes, we are going to be in hell. I invite all listening to consider this other way of proceeding.